Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message. Dr. Joyce Ayi is one of Ghana's finest and most respected senior citizens with extensive experience that traverses the religious, corporate and public sectors, among others. In this presentation on the value of diligence delivered at the Springboard Roadshow Show in 2013 at Cape Coast, she highlights the fact that diligence is a prerequisite for excellence. According to Dr. Ayi, diligence requires time, work, courage, and persistence, among others. She also stresses the need to renew our minds and change our mindsets, as it were, to be able to be diligent and, for that matter, excellent in this dispensation. Enjoy this message by Dr. Joyce Ayi. If you want to be excellent, you need to be diligent in everything that you do. Diligence is a trait that requires time. It requires work. It requires persistence. It requires courage. It requires many things. And even nature, things in nature teach us about these things. And I want to use something in nature to talk about the value of diligence as we seek to go global. So, we're going to look at the ant. It's not um, a creature that is most beloved. But I tell you, if God, in his wisdom, says, go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Now, the word sluggard really is almost an opposite of diligence. Because a sluggard is a lazy person. A sluggard is somebody who's complacent, who thinks things will happen because they are the best people that God ever created. But God is saying, learn from the ways of the ant. And not only learn from the ways of the ant, but be wise thereby. So wisdom can also be found in this creature of God. They are magnificent species, ants. They are called insects. And there are many insects. In Ghana, we have every imaginable kind. From the harmless sugar-eating ants that invade our homes to the ferocious kakape. Do you know? I don't know the English word for that. It's kakape. We'll give it to them. It is estimated that there are about 11,000 different species of ants. And they live in very, very organized colonies. They call their society colonies. Who knows? Maybe the colonials thought of them and decided to get that word. 
And each species has its own unique characteristics. I am convinced that skyscrapers emerged because of anthills. Unfortunately, many of us are getting rid of anthills. But they are very beautiful. And they are actually good for the ecology. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't get rid of them. Usually they don't come and invade us. They're just living in their skyscrapers and enjoying themselves. If you watch these tiny creatures, you'll be amazed about the organization and their level of intelligence. So one, we are talking about wisdom. We are talking about diligence. We are talking about being highly organized. We're talking about unique characteristics. We're talking about intelligence. I think God, who created them, knew why he is saying that we should go and look for them. Ants pass as symbols of wisdom, hard work, unity, and power. And their unique characteristics include Strength, cooperativeness, ferocity, dependability, courage, tenderness, faithfulness, persistence, pride, and daring. Some of these traits are also attributed to the king of birds, the eagle. So let's go to the ant as God entreats us so that we will learn how our lives can have significance as we go global. Think global and go global. Because ants have great lessons for us. One crucial function of an ant colony is reproduction. And this task is performed by sexual individuals, that is males and females who are called queens. No, the females, because it's the queens that do the reproduction. Ants go through, those of you who are learning biology and so on, they go through various stages. First there's the egg, the larva, the pupa, and the adult. The eggs are oval shaped and very tiny, approximately 0.5 millimeters in diameter and weighing only 0.0005 grams. And the fertilized eggs produce female ants, queens, workers, or soldiers as they are called. The larva hatches from the egg and they look like tiny maggots. These worm-like maggots have no eyes and no legs. The food they eat is regurgitated by adult ants. So already at that stage, there's that tenderness where the grown-up ant takes charge, mentors, right? Takes charge of even the lava and makes sure that the lava remains alive by bringing out some of the food it has ingested to make sure that the lava also gets food. Even at this stage of our learning, you know there are people below us by age, by class, and so on. 
Don't always seek only your interest. Seek the interest of others as well. Because it is together with the others you help to grow that you yourself becomes even more excellent. The lava shed their skin many times. It's called molting as they increase in size. And then we get to the pupa. Once the lava, the larvae have gone through all the skin molds, they conform to the third stage which is the pupae. And each lava spins a silk-like cocoon around itself against a solid object before it pupates. During this time, the body changes into one final stage, the adult form. The adult pupa, the pupa emerges as the adult and the entire cycle lasts about six to ten weeks. Isn't it amazing? You would think that an ant just becomes an ant like that. I wonder what, you know, I think naked eyes will not see the, uh, the eggs. And just as well, because many of us would destroy it. Because we find ants pests, don't we? But isn't God good? How many times have you killed an ant? And how many more times do they come at you? You just can't eradicate them. And that is what you must also be. No matter how many obstacles, no matter how many difficulties, no matter how often you are persecuted, people come at you and so on, be like the ant. You must always re-emerge stronger than before. The lifespan of the ant varies from one ant cast another and from one species to the other. The workers of some species live only a few weeks, whereas others may live for several years. Some queens can live over 15 years, and some workers also live up to 7 years. Now this 15 years is perhaps like 120 years in an, a human life. So you see, the queens which are the reproducers live a long time so they can do it. Now you are the agent of transformation. And I'm not talking about lives in years. I'm talking about lives in action and the way you actually pass on what you know. So that you will be remembered for many years. The record of ant longevity is held by a queen called Lassius Neger, who in a German laboratory nest lived for 29 years. Think of your role in life and begin to even manage things like the food you ingest. It's very important because the longevity of your life is what is important. Ants have courage. Because as I said, for them, is what the accounts will say, they are always struggling against predators. People and other animals that don't want them to survive. 
I describe the life cycle of ants in words that make the process seemingly simple. Hi, Ace. Good to see you. Believe me, we have no idea the kind of struggle the ant has to go through before it survives and does what it has to do. And when we put a seed in the ground, we also have no idea what that seed goes through. You see, in the soil are elements that would want it not to survive. When we go through a little difficult, we think the whole world is coming to an end. We don't want any difficulties at all. But I'm talking about the struggles that we need to go through to become better people. To become the best that God wants us to be. When an ant is moving towards a food source, it is doing it because if it doesn't, it will starve to death. But in its way are many obstacles. In your way to the top, in, on, in your, on your way to staying there, on your way to going global will be many obstacles. But those have to be overcome. I know a story of uh, somebody who thought that the caterpillar struggling to come out of its cocoon was going through too much trouble and wanted to be a deliverer. But he ended up destroying the butterfly because the struggle to get out of the cocoon adds to the strengthening and the beauty that comes with it. So don't always allow people to feel sorry for you when you are going through your own struggles because sometimes they become obstacles, they become dangers to your own development. There's something that I also find interesting about ants. It has to do with their sight. For us, sight is not just 2020, but sight is also intellectual. Sight is also emotional. Sight is also spiritual. You don't see only with your eyes. You also see with your mind. You see with your heart. You have to. Because some things are beyond just the two eyes watching. Some things have to come from deep inside you. And you have to have sight. Emotionally. Spiritually. And intellectually. But you see, for the ants, they have very small eyes and poor vision. Their eyes are compounded. That is to say, they are divided into very small sections. And each section works like a separate eye. Some ants are almost blind, and yet they find their way around. You have sight. Are you finding your way around in this world that you live in? And ensuring that with this sight, you're taking the decisions that will enable you not only to survive, but to be a value to society. 
Have you ever tried to kill an ant? Hmm. And missed at the first strike. And when you did so, did you notice how fast it ran into safety? I bet you thought you saw where it was going, but you didn't. They use their antennae to smell their way. That's why I'm saying that your sight is not just your eyes. Your sight must be intellectual, must be spiritual, must be emotional. They have antennae and smell sensors. We have all our senses working and yet we complain. So we don't have any excuse to throw our hands up in the air. In the earlier paragraphs, I listed some characteristics of ants. Let's go back to these characteristics. Not all of them. Because we're seeking to go global, I have selected some that are absolutely critical. The first one is speed. Like all insects, ants have six legs. Each leg has three joints. And the legs of the ants are very strong, so they can run very quickly. In fact, if any of us can run as fast as our size, as the ant does, we could run as fast as a racehorse. We need speed. And by speed, I mean a sense of urgency. My dears, you know, there are only 24 hours in the day. And they move very fast, don't they? The other day I prayed, some time ago, I prayed, God, you know, please give me about 28 people. And it was almost like God was telling me, Joyce, Jesus had 24 and managed. There's no reason why you should have 26 because you mismanage them as well. But because we have 24 hours, some of which hours we need to use to sleep, we have to have a sense of urgency about everything we do. We need a sense of urgency. Life can be likened to the second arm of a clock. It keeps ticking whether we are getting where we want to go or not. It never stops. The events of today and even the future can overcome us. But we cannot be time. In order to be focused with a sense of urgency. In fact, in order to have the sense of urgency, you need to be focused. You can't play anymore. You know, you can't play beyond a certain time. I'm not saying don't relax. Because relaxing is also good because it enables you to really get your mind renewed and restored. If you watch closely, once you miss striking an ant, nothing stops it from running until you strike it dead. Its focus is on running towards safety at a great speed. What is your focus and how are you using a sense of urgency to make sure that this focus is well established? We sometimes do not achieve our goals because we lack focus and that sense of urgency. It is one thing setting out goals and another staying focused. 
to achieve them. Some of us move by every wind and allow distractions to thwart our plans. Here are some examples of distractions that get us off our plan for fulfilling our goals. These are obstacles, criticisms, circumstances. Obstacles are things that take our minds off our goal. You know, sometimes even a small molehill becomes like Mount Afajatu or the Kwewu Mountains. An obstacle can always be overcome. And then criticism. Some of us are so sensitive. I don't understand it. Small criticism. Our faces are down. Our heads are down. We can't eat. You know? Now, let me tell you that if you want to go somewhere, you come in the front line. And in the army, it's those on the front line that get shot at. Yeah? Those in the front line get shot at. But those in the front line know they will get shot at. So they have several ways of keeping themselves alive. In addition to having the kind of uh, bulletproof things, they also have speed. They move very fast. And they know how to communicate. Sometimes they are on the front line, but they are communicating from those who can see beyond where they are, so they'll know what to do. Criticisms are good for you. They help you to become better. So don't spend the rest of your life dying because you're being criticized. If Albert told you the sort of criticisms he had when he said he was going to do, he and Comfort said they were going to do the springboard and that they were going to move from place to place, he would never have done it. But now this is the seventh year. But don't think that even in the seventh year there are no criticisms. There are. And not all criticisms are productive. But you have to live with them. Now remember, turkeys, they have wings, but do they fly? No. All they do is just gobble and gobble and gobble. They don't know what they are missing. Because the higher we soar, the more we can observe and be observed. In other words, the more focused you are, the greater your chances in your pursuit of your goals. So criticisms, they will come whether you ask for them or not. Decide that you will steal yourself against criticism, those that are unproductive. But you would accept criticism that will make you better. Some of them can be painful, but they will make you better. So Accept them and move ahead. Constructive ones you will work with, the non-constructive ones you put behind your back. Circumstances. We're very good at giving excuses for our lack of accomplishment. Maybe you've used this statement before. I could not do it due to some circumstances beyond my control. Or, there was no way I could have done that. I know there are genuine cases. But I can bet you that for most of us, such statements are made for the sake of pinning the blame for inactions or actions on others or on circumstances. 
I'm praying that one day, circumstances will appear and tell us to our faces that this time it's a he. Circumstances will be a he, not a she. That he is not to blame for a lack of accomplishment. Circumstances are all manner of things, but they can strengthen us. So, speed. And with speed goes focus and urgency. Remember, now we're talking about strength. The second attribute. Ants are super weight lifters. They can lift 20 times their own body weight. Isn't that amazing? I doubt if anyone can lift a pan filled with water from the ground without help. You know uh, the you can't by yourself. You'll have to be one of the Olympic weightlifters. But haven't you seen ants carrying bread, crumb? You can see that it's bigger than the ant, but it's still carrying it. The ant's strength does not only lie in its machismo, but also in its intelligence. And God confirms this. In Proverbs 30, 24 to 28, there are four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. And the first thing he mentions is, ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in summer. Proverbs 30, 25. So what is it that God wants us to learn from their strength? Let me say that all of us underestimate our strength. And again, I'm not only talking about physical strength. That's why I said that the ant strength is not just because it has gone to the gym to pump muscle. It uses its intelligence. So it means that even physically, our intellect can assist us to do things, including physical things, that we didn't think we could do. And our intelligence can, our intellect can help us to do many things that we didn't think possible. Some of you think that you will never be able to stand on a platform to speak. But you can. Some of you, you write so well, you speak so well. But thrust in front of people, your, your knees are like jelly. Use your intelligence to overcome it. Now don't think that everybody who stands to speak does not have knees that are wobbling. There are many who have it. But they master it. Let's break the proverb into parts. Sometimes we feel weak and adequate for tasks ahead of us. But you must see what God sees in you. And we must heed Paul's admonition. He says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. For I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well fed or hungry. Whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. 
What I'm saying is that God created you with exceeding abilities. And you shouldn't allow socialization to stop you from doing what you have to do. When we were growing up, we were made to feel that if you are a girl and you could do science and mathematics, you were a witch. So some of us deliberately avoided it. Still, they called us witches. We should have gone on and uh, we should have gone on and done it, in spite of everything. You know, if you are going to be called a witch because you are smart, you might as well go the whole hog. And some of you are still here restraining yourselves because you don't want to be given names. You need to know that you are here on earth not as an afterthought. You were significantly created by God for the purpose of doing something here on earth that nobody else can do but you. If you fail to do it, you have robbed all of us of what God wants done in our lives. Why should I do what I have to do for your enjoyment? But when it comes to you doing yours, then you don't want to do it. All of us must seek to be the best that God wants us to be. Now remember, the fingers are not equal, but this one is as important as the thumb and is as important as the middle one. Because without it, you're not complete. Right? So let's remember that. So there are many, many scriptures. In God I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do to me. Psalm 56 verse 11. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Psalm 118 verse 8. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the son of man, in whom there is no help. Psalm 146 3. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be saved. Proverbs 29.25 The book of God has all that we need for life and godliness. You know, some of you are so intellectual, you have stopped reading your Bibles. Mm, because, you know, especially the men, you are smart. <laughs> you can't have smart God. Even as you sit here, you don't know what's going to happen in the next few seconds. I would put my trust on the one who knows and who has confirmed to me that he will enable me to accomplish everything that he brought me here on earth to do. I think there's a word in Isaiah which is very relevant that the word of God will never return to him empty until it has accomplished what it was sent to do. An ant knows perfectly well. You know, there's the saying, make hay while the sun shines. It means that there are times and seasons. There are certain times you cannot do certain things because the season is not right. The ant knows that it will not survive an exposure to the storms or rainy season, or the cold weather. So what does it do? And that's the second part of Proverbs 30.25. It gathers lots of food during the dry season, or in the summer, and stores them 
in its nest for the rainy season or winter. It is estimated that the army ant of South Africa can have as, as many as 700,000 members in its colony. Now, if all of them have to survive the rainy season or winter, guess how much food the ant workers would have to store. This one, even WFP, World Food Program, will not have enough. So within the ant colony is the World Food Program. They know it and they store food. You know, but we in Africa, with the best arable lands, if somebody doesn't grow food in their country and bring it to us, what happens? We start. This graceful conduct. It's about time we recognized that we have everything that will not only help us to survive, but live good lives and have more for other countries which are less endowed than us. And it's going to take you and me to do this. I'm not going to wait for a government to decide what I can do, I will do. And that's what all of us must recognize. Because if we are going to wait for governments to give us jobs, to, food, put, to put food on our table, and so on, we will not survive. And when you go to God, you cannot blame him if he puts you somewhere you, you, you belong. Because you can't tell him that, well, you see, in Africa, our politicians are very bad. You'll be scratching your head. Our politicians are very bad. You see, hmm. so I was waiting for them to uh, bring the tractor to my farm. And God will ask you, of all the things I taught you, did you not know where to find a tractor? It is time for us, the people in this country, to do the things that will shape our destiny for good. We need the government to make laws. That one, we do need them. We need the government to take care of security and so on. But why should we want them to do everything? Is that right? It isn't. It is not right. And so let's be up and doing. Because it is our lives. You know, a few of, there are a few of them. You think this petrol thing is affecting them? Huh? You. you. They, they have work to do, so they will be fueled. You, you have work to do, but you have to buy your fuel. Do you get me? Uh, so, only ministers, president, parliamentarians, so, 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 district chief assembly, they will not even be one million. I don't think they will even be 200,000 when you put no. So, you are waiting for these few 200,000 people to shape your life. No. You shouldn't. You too must shape somebody else's life. Let it affect him. Let it affect the politicians as well. Let's do that. So these hmm, WFP bags of rice would not be enough if these ants don't work. 
So now let's look at team spirit. So they use their strength to gather their food. Ants are very cooperative. A worker ant knows that it cannot gather food to feed these 700,000 mouths during the race. So it works with others. Worker ants, that chances upon a new food source. This is very interesting. Runs back to the nest. Repeatedly touching the ground with its abdomen. That is a way of finding its way back. Because that abdomen produces a chemical trail leading from the food source to the nest. As it meets with the nest mates, the excited ant will harass them by knocking against them and touching their antennae, which causes other ants to follow the trail back to the food source. We give up too easily. We give up too easily. So you have a good idea You want to share this idea because you can't do it alone. You go to the first person, you talk about it, you are rebuffed. So you've stopped. You start doing something, you get a little, you know, knock on the way, you stop. But this worker ant recognizes that it has to get the others to come along. Otherwise, it will not be able to do so. So after a while... A line of ants can be observed making their way between the nest and the food. Like ants, we too can prepare our food during summer. We can equip ourselves, as we're doing now, with education and training, experience, and other things that will help us succeed in the future. You're here, so you're already doing this. But as I said, Don't hoard mental others. Ants are not selfish creatures. And we too should not be selfish. They share and cooperate with each other and work for the benefit of the colony. Most of us, we work for the benefit of the population of one, ourselves. The abdomen of the ant contains two stomachs. One stomach holds the food for itself And the second stomach is for food to be shared with other ants. Isn't God amazing? Isn't God amazing? So even in a little creature like that, God has deposited a sense of working together in a team. And you and I, human beings, created in the image of God, who also is cooperative, Because it's a three-in-one God. We behave so selfishly. Ferocity. I know the word ferocity sends chills down our spines. But I'll explain. Ants work in an orderly fashion. Much like soldiers. The driver ants of Africa and the army ants of South Africa cling together to one another. In large groups of 10,000 up to 500,000 as they travel across the land looking for food and attacking any animals who get into their way. When I talk about ferocity, I'm talking about the survival instinct. A strong survival instinct that decides that it will not allow anything untoward to stand in its way. Anything untoward to stand in its way. 
I'm not saying go and attack your friends because in the middle of the night you had a dream. Or you went to some pray for me and they told you that your grades are bad because it is your friend who has taken your brains. With all the science you studied, you believe it. And you waste your time worrying about this friend who is taking your brains. And so you don't use yours. And when you fail, it's your friend's fault. But you forget that you wasted your time thinking about this. You have to be ferocious in the way you guard the things that will help you to succeed. But don't do it at the expense of others. It's very important. These vicious creatures have been known to kill tarantulas, lizards, birds, snakes, pigs, and sometimes animals as large as horses. All of them will crowd on anything that is standing in their way for food because that for them is survival. It is good to be uh, ferocious. And as a woman, I will say that if you're a woman in leadership, you have to apply that skill. Don't eat them with your words, your sharp teeth. No. But you have to guard. You have to guard what you have. But you guard what you have by always becoming better and better still. I don't like women who think because they are pretty, they should be promoted. What has it got to do with anything? You're not working hard. But you should be promoted because you're pretty. Why? You know? You have to work. That's why you are there. And don't go look for a boss who will take you to dinner and so on. And then the boss promotes you. Another boss comes and knows and sees that you are a bad worker. They ask for this boss. is the devil himself. So you have to apply a certain ferocity. There are many things we'll be able to do if we will have the ferocity of the ant who will not let... I talked about circumstances. I talked about uh, obstacles and so on that stop you from reaching your goal. That is where you should be ferocious. Courage, daring, and persistence. Nothing good can be achieved without courage. Ants know this. So they are very courageous. When they spot a food source, they go for it. Never mind the dangers that lie ahead. When I was preparing this speech, I intentionally left some grains of sugar on my dining table. The black and the sugar-eating ants invaded the table and practically carried my house away. They came in their numbers. As soon as I cooked something, they were there to carry off whatever I might have spilled or dropped. Even stew in a covered stainless steel pot attracted them within a few minutes. And they were literally all over the lid and the sides trying to gain entrance. That's daring for you. When you need something, when you must have something, you need to be daring. How many of you 
are daring enough to talk to your lecturers or maybe some who are not directly lecturing you because you know they have some information that you need. Anyway, what I did was I carefully followed their trail. So I was able to block the hole so that they could not come again to annoy me. But I had to do it again and again and again. Each day I left some bait to attract them and then diligently followed their trail to eradicate the colony. I couldn't. Even Raid did it for a short time. What I'm saying is that they are courageous, they are daring, they are persistent because what they want is survival. What they want is survival. So courage and persistence are used in the execution of the duties of the ant. And it would be good if we behaved like that. Ants are daring, as I said. They are fearless. Once they are determined to do something or go somewhere, they follow through and decide to come. They decide that come what may, they will reach their goal. What about us? Why do we give up so easily? Why are we so fearful? Why are we not daring? There are 366 fear not. In the Bible, one for each day and an extra one for the 29th of February, every four years. So, but you can apply the 366th one, you know, even though it's not a leap year, you can still use it. So it means one day you can have two fear knots. That should keep you going. Dare to be global. Build yourself up into someone who will courageously persist in your chosen path. Because we know that the will of God for us is that we should come on this earth and use all the things on this earth for our good and for the good of others. When the Bible says be fruitful and multiply, have dominion. You know the chair you were sitting on was not created by God. But it was created from things in nature. Trees, the, the, the cloth is also from plants. And then there's metal, which is from the ground. So it means somebody used their intellect. Took dominion over things and did them. Now we're enjoying them. What do you have for the world? What do you have for the world? But let's start from this country. What are you going to give this country to make it a better place? The life of ants, as I said, holds great fascination. Read about them sometime. And study them. There's much to learn. In addition to all that I've said, going global means living with and relating to people of diverse cultures, and interest, and intellectual acuity. Integrity is something that we need. Because it is that inner and outer aspect of a person's life 
That makes the person a unified whole. What you project in public must essentially be matched by who you are in private. Your stated values is what should govern your behavior. So it is your values within that help you to be somebody without. Integrity is cultivated and maintained by, maintain, by repeated decisions to live up to your values and commitments. It's not easy. And frequently it's inconvenient. And we will make mistakes. But over people need to see that you're basically trustworthy. It is important for us also to have vision if we want to go global. And I want to thank you for your attention. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Let's learn from the ant the value of diligence and excellence. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Arbet and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Arbet and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-249-99000. You may also subscribe to amazon.com or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,